Welcome back to Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017. The team, I'm Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser alongside, and now joining us on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline is Joe Lenardi, our connection to Bracketology 2023. Joe, thanks so much for joining us again this year because a lot of people around here are very interested, and I also uh, ran into somebody that said, tell Joey Buckets how much they appreciate you showing the respect to the Mountain West. Let's talk about that. You've got four teams in right now, Joe. And why shouldn't we? They had four teams in last year. Uh, certainly a little disappointing in the actual tournament when they all went out in the first round, but that's, you know, those are coin flip games generally, uh, unless, you know, you're like a, a super high or, for that matter, a super low seed. Right. So, uh, y- you know, I actually think that uh, the, the top teams the very top teams in the Mountain West might be a little better than they were last year. Um, and look, it, it may not be four at the end of the day. Nevada is right there on the edge, the first or second uh, to last team in on our board at the moment. Uh, but, but you know, we still have a lot of games left with those top four teams playing one another. And, and I would even go top five because Utah State, is very much in the hunt, even though right now they're on the outs looking in. Right. You know, this is the where the rubber meets the road, and you're watching all this stuff. So, of course, people around here are, are Lobo fans, and uh, right now you have them uh, as a number 10 seed, uh, the last four to get buys. You mentioned Nevada and their situation. Well, as you know, Nevada comes to the pit tomorrow night to face the Lobos, so this is just an example of the kind of matchups you're not only seeing in the Mountain West, but in every conference across the country, Joe. Yeah, and, you know, full disclosure, uh, uh, with with what the Lobos did to me that one Friday, Monday, where they played the, what was it, an overtime and a double overtime game, uh, I lost a lot of sleep those <laughs> couple nights. You know, I'm on the East Coast. I'm getting too old for this. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm thinking, I have to watch because, you know, as I say to my wife all the time, you know, and it's it's something we should all aspire to, is to make the following statement true. Honey, I have to watch the rest of this game for work. You know, uh, I and, use that line myself, just so you know, Joe. But it, I know it working, warms the hearts working. of New Mexicans because Coach Richard Patino often talks about how people are telling him they're staying up late. Of course, his connections to the East Coast. But, you know, you're talking about the overtime win against Boise in the pit and then yeah. the double overtime loss in Reno to Nevada. So, yeah, you're right. You're in the thick of this. You've, you've been watching you some Lobos hoops there, Joe. Well. I will say it wasn't the worst of the year. There wasn't. There was a game. I want to say it was UC Irvine. It was a Thursday night, and I needed a Big West leader, and they were playing at Hawaii, and it went overtime. Oh, 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 oh. oh and, my gosh! Know, let me tell you, on the East Coast, it's not been nice lately. Hawaii sounds like a great idea until they decide to go overtime. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha, you, Joe. We're talking to Joe Lenardi, bracketologist. That, that whole bracketologist term, uh, I was fascinated. 1996, Philadelphia Inquirer. Yeah, he, they dubbed you as a bracketologist, and it's stuck ever since, Joe. I mean, gosh, it's going on, you know, over 25 years now. Uh, I, I'm just concerned that it won't fit all the way across my headstone when the time comes. <laughs> 
Well, that's way down the road, and I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of more years between now and then, Joe. So we say on the show, if there was ever a year that like a number, you know, we could have like five seeds or below in the final four. You know, I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating that. I mean, Purdue looks pretty salty, but look, you know, outside of them, um, don't you see a lot of disruption? I know they lost the other day against Indiana, but I still love Purdue. Just your thoughts at the very top of this whole thing, Joe. I think a month from, or five weeks from now, when we'll actually have a real bracket, right? We'll have that, that, that bracket in our hands and none of us will have lost any games yet. We'll all think, you know, we're winning Warren Buffett's gazillion dollars with the perfect bracket. <laughs> uh, yeah, if I, I, I think the two teams that, that I'm most confident in uh, that, you know, that I've seen right. are Purdue and Houston. Yeah. Uh, I know not everybody who does this bracket thing has uh, Houston as a one seed at this point. Uh, I don't get that. I think, I think they're loaded. Uh, and I do think at the end of the day, they'll be a one along with Purdue. And then we'll see who, whoever emerges from the SEC should be a one. Uh, whoever emerges from the big 12, uh, that gauntlet, I think will be a one. And, and, you know, uh, uh, ne- next up would probably be either Arizona or UCLA. Uh, if if there's, you know, more faltering among that top group than we think. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think we'll, we'll see, you know, in a typical tournament, you usually have a couple of ones that make it through. And then, you know, maybe a three and a five or, right. you know, some down-ballot teams from really good conferences. I mean, any of the top four or five in the Big 12 could make it. Uh, Alabama and Tennessee are, are, are both Final Four caliber teams. Uh, so, you know, like, like you guys, um, I, I, I love Selection Monday because at that point I can stop working and just watch the game. So, Joe, since you've been doing it now 25-plus years, okay, the New Mexico Lobos were a big part of that for many of those years. We've been absent in the conversation the last couple of years. Just from a national perspective, people are they're aware of New Mexico basketball. I mean, going back to the old days in the 70s, of course, and then what Coach Alford did here and uh, before going on to UCLA. But, you know, obviously what Coach Richard Patino has done in only his second year has got to have gotten some attention, Joe. No, it, it, and look, uh, you, you, you get to, to multiple NCAA tournaments from your league and, and you get into a situation where you're one of those teams on a on a – you know, rotating basis or a mostly annual basis, then then you know the program is back where 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 they want to be. And I, I have been around this long enough to remember UNM being in the hunt most years. I've been to the pit a couple of times. I've been fortunate, and uh, college basketball is is a little extra cool when the Lobos are in the hunt. And I'll tell you what, what what game? Uh, you know, I know you've been to a bunch of games. Was it when you were calling games for St. Joe's? Yes, we we were in that we were in the Lobo Classic and uh, uh, we won it in I want to say ninety six or ninety seven. Interesting. Uh, yeah, or, you know what? Actually, it was a little later than that. It might have been like two thousand or 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 
or so. Okay. Uh, but it was a hoot. It was a hoot. Won an overtime game against Lafayette, maybe a double overtime game in the semis, and then and then and then beat the Lobos in in the final. Interesting. Yeah, I'm telling you, wait till you see. The days of the pit are not only back, they're absolutely back. I mean, uh, the crowds are rivaling any in the history of the program. Sellouts almost every single game when we're playing Air Force like last home game. It's really the enthusiasm has been just uh, over the top. Okay, so one last time, you, you know, just your general thoughts on San Diego State, who you have as a seven seed, and Boise State, as you have as a nine seed, uh, Joe. I think San Diego State is about what we expected, a very tough out. Obviously, they play the way they play, which is, you know, we're going to grind you down and, 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 and wear you out with defense and rebounding and toughness and all that. Uh, you know, not super explosive, but but very tough. Good big man. Uh, I I think Boise State might be the surprise team in the league, given what they lost, and that they they played as well as they have. Now they did just get uh, uh, hammered on the road at at, at the Aztecs, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Yes, they but, did. Yes, you know, generally speaking, I, I think they're the overachiever. Uh, but but I you know I look at at your guys' schedule the rest of the way, and you know there's only San Diego State once, and it's at it's at home. Correct. Uh, so the toughest game left is probably the one at Boise after tomorrow night anyway. And uh, you know I I'm pretty comfortable that New Mexico is is going to see their name on the board on Selection Sunday. No, and um, you know New Mexico first time since when? I want to say like. 13 or 14? I think it's been a nine-year absence. Uh, Coach Alford took him as a three seed, and then the next year Craig Neal had him uh, in as a seven seed. They lost to Stanford that year, and they haven't sniffed it since. We're talking to Joe Lenardi, bracketologist to the stars here on ESPN Radio (laughs) 101.7, the team. Yeah, he's up in Philly, but he talks to us in Albuquerque whenever we reach out. So, Joe, one more question. You mentioned Utah State on the outside a little bit, but but uh, there's a, a really good player on Utah State that you're very familiar with, I know, from St. Joe's, Taylor Funk. He's Last time I checked, he was the leading scorer for Utah State in at least the conference games. Uh, what a nice player he is, huh? Yeah, T-Funk has not texted me today <laughs> to ask what their tournament chances are. Uh, but I did get to know he and his family very well back here in Philly. And uh, uh, that might be one reason I'm watching a little bit more than Mountain West. <laughs> T-Funk, uh, obviously, uh, you and he go back a ways. Okay, so uh, Eagles are favored by two in the Super Bowl out here by us, out here in Arizona and in the Southwest. Are you nervous about that, Joe? Uh, are you an Eagles guy? Are you nervous about Mahomes and the Chiefs? Or or did you run the numbers and you basically know what's going to happen? Give me, you know, I'm asking for bonus time here. I'm talking Super Bowl with the Philly guy. Come on, Joe. I'm I'm just a fan, and the only scoop I'll give you is uh, most Sunday nights I spend pretty intensely wrapping up the numbers for the week and getting loaded up for the next week of college games. Okay, uh, Joey Brackets is going to take Sunday night off this year, <laughs> and uh, we might be a little late in our Monday updates if the Eagles were to uh, pull off. Uh, pull off another Super Bowl win. I'm, I'm basing it on on what happened five years ago when they won, and uh, 
I think I think the next day's bracket might have been a little scattered. <laughs> well, hey, this might be the most important question we've asked you. I've asked you, okay? What is going to be on Joey Brackett's Super Bowl spread when you're enjoying that Eagles Chiefs game? What What does Joey Brackett's and the crew uh, enjoy while they have a festivity like that, Joey? Well, we're, we're fortunate we're, we're going and not hosting. Okay. Uh, going all the way across the street, uh, and 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 the host hosts there know that the Joey Brackett is a big meatball guy. Ooh, big meatball guy. So you know, my name ends in a vowel, and this is Philly. So there's going to be some abundanza going on. Oh man, I'm so envious. Yes. All right, Joey. Well, enjoy uh, your Super Bowl. Enjoy. All the games through the rest of the year. You got uh, an eyeball on each one, it seems. And thanks for joining us here in Albuquerque, Joe. You're welcome. Good luck to the Lobos. All righty. Thank you so much. Again, that's Mr. Bracketology, Joe Lenardi, joining us here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. More team talk when we come back. ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.